Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of the My Hero Academia podcast. I'm your co-host, Kendra, and we have uh, two other people with us today. (laughs) Hello, I'm Sophie. And I'm Ash. And let's jump into the news. I'm sorry, I kind of took over. (laughs) Okay, so the news. My Hero 1 Justice came out in North America. It came out in October 26th. I don't know if it's also, like, if it's just out in all English-speaking countries. Yeah, we have a gentleman that um, tweeted at us to say how much he's enjoying the game, and he's in Britain, so. Ah. I haven't got to play it yet, but I'm going to play it with some of my friends on, um, I think we're going to stream it when they get it, because I don't, well, unless I use my roommate's PlayStation, I don't mm-hmm. have one. <laughs> uh, I think my roommate has a PlayStation. I could probably play it. How much is it? 60 $30? I don't know how much it is. Maybe I'll get it. I suck at video games. Uh, it has some cool character interactions, and I think there's something where, like, certain characters will automatically start at certain levels, so they'll have, like, different interactions with each other. So if they like each other better in the manga, they have a better interaction. And there's different levels you can unlock. I think you can unlock the tournament arc later. A lot of people have been tweeting about it. It seems cool. Do you know anything about it, Ash? <laughs> no, I don't. I've only seen, like, a few screen caps from few people that are playing it but i have no other details about the game just yet and i think like you can customize your outfits too so you can add i think i saw someone had jiro with like uh, bakugo's gauntlets hand grenade things oh. and mm. <laughs> out of video game news we have the blu-ray dvds coming out in february for two heroes two heroes one justice fight uh and there's going to be a plus ultra edition with a barbecue scene in it, and there's going to be a special booklet with art and interviews on it. Hopefully the booklet will also come out with the English release whenever that is, but I think yeah. it'll be cool. because it's just coming out in February 13th in Japan. We mm. The dates for the um, for the rest of the world have not yet been released. Fingers crossed. It, was, it, like, it sold really, really well, so I think Funimation is definitely going to give it a DVD release, but how soon it'll be afterwards, who knows? And then what everybody really wants to talk about is the live-action movie. (laughs) 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 Whether they like it or hate it, it's going to be by Legendary Pictures, and it'll be produced by Alex Garcia and Jay Ashenfelter, who are going to be overseeing the executive duties, and Ryosuke Yuritomi will be coordinating the film on behalf of Shueisha. It's slated to be distributed in Japan, and I'm guessing it'll probably be released. I'm hoping Netflix might release it, but I think that was just because it was like a Netflix movie for some of the other live action stuff. And there's, oh, okay. and there's no casting or director information. And just a little heads up about Legendary Pictures. They did Kong Skull Island, Pacific Rim Uprising, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, The Dark Knight, Detective Pikachu. What if he thinks is not like the other? <laughs> also did warcraft which i think has a bad rep i really liked warcraft <laughs> there's a movie about warcraft like the orcs oh, it's this, there's two what yeah i've never heard of I, I know there's the game my brother was really into it but there's a movie i saw the movie i didn't know there's a second one that came out though. i didn't think it did that well oh i thought there was a second one that came out maybe i was just imagining it because i really liked it <laughs> you just saw the first movie twice <laughs> oh i'm just being hopeful <laughs> <laughs> but what are your guys thoughts on the live action movie have uh, you seen the 
have you seen the poster going out where people have um put uh, the rock's face <laughs> onto <Yes>. Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and people were tweeting at him as well. Oh, like, oh, you might not, you probably don't know of it, but you would be the best All Might. You would. You're just like, they need someone who's like buff and just, I don't know. He's the only guy I could think of. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger as All Might. <laughs> oh, man. I was talking to my, I think it was my little brother yesterday, and he was like totally on board for that. I'm like, but at the age Arnold Schwarzenegger is now, I'd rather if he played Gran Torino, because I think that would be a lot more hilarious. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> just a CG Arnold Schwarzenegger that's like, you know, a third of his size just giving advice to oh Deku in live action. It'll be great. <laughs> I need to Photoshop Arnold Schwarzenegger's face on the Grand Arena now. Do you know what you've done? Yeah, no, see, I had this idea because I know my brother reading his uh, autobiography right now. And like one of the things he used to talk about was like when he was doing like the whole bodybuilding routine. One of his things was like image training. He was like, oh, you know, when I need to get like my uh, my legs to like a certain size, I just imagine what size I'd want them to be. And I just keep training until I achieve that. And I'm like, it's basically like what uh, Gran Torino did with Deku in the microwave thing. It's the same idea. <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh, I didn't realize Arnold Schwarzenegger is like 71. Oh, jeez. I thought he was a lot younger than that. <laughs> Oh, that'd be cool. But I also like, I don't want them to just like whitewash it either. Like, I'd, I, I feel like oh, I'd be happy about it if like the people producing it was like a Japanese company. Cause I feel like the Bleach live action movie was good. Like, I actually liked it. The Netflix and it had like the all Japanese cast. Yeah. I think that would be better because America does not have a good history with live action. <laughs> They're all bad. Not that Dwayne Johnson is white, but. When they start casting Scarlett Johansson as Midnight or something, that's when you'll see me being completely disinterested. But then, like, also, Fullmetal Alchemist live action was bad, mostly. So, eh. Yeah. It's hit or miss. Yeah, it seems like you're taking a gamble with whatever you get, and it'll either be really, really good, or you'll just want to wipe the memory of it ever having happened Mm -hmm. from your mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sophie, how do you feel about the movie? Um... I am optimistic about almost everything. <laughs> so I feel like my response is pretty much the same to everything. And I'll give it a chance. But if it, the only chance at time I won't give it a chance is if the, like you said, if the casting is whitewashed, like I'm not even going to go and see it. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not making time for something like that in my life. Okay, yeah. If you have it all like Japanese cast and then have Christopher Sabbath dress up as All Might and just do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> or have the person like move their lips and Christopher Sabbath is just like doing it from the background like, I don't care how ridiculous the that like they make the plot or the how if they it, like if the costumes look absolutely terrible I really don't care about that hmm. but if they won't wash the whole thing I've got no time for it but other than that I'm remaining optimistic yeah <laughs> and I guess I try to think of like maybe I was thinking that they could do something completely original, but they also need to introduce Deku and how he gets all like power and all that jazz. So maybe maybe they could do the first season, and like that's kind of doable because like you can do the fights kind of quickly. You could do it and just have the USJ fight be the final kabang. I think it's doable. USJ would be great. Mm-hmm. It moves so quickly though. It's so fast paced that 
I don't know how much they would be able to if they just made it on up to USJ. If they would have to, uh, how much they would pad it out and add new bits in. Actually, no, they'd be able to do it. They could do That'd it and then end on USJ. <laughs> I think it'd be like add, adding a bit more padding would be great because they could just like as long as it's kind of still in the same vein, it's not like Ochiko and Deku almost kiss or something silly really <laughs> like that. It's like no. <laughs> Like, I don't, like, add more cool fights. Like, have Deku training some more. Like, using his flicky powers. Did you watch the role, the live-action um, Attack on Titan? No, I didn't. What they did to Mikasa. Didn't they give her some strange breastfeeding scene? What? I thought it was, I don't know if it was her or someone else, but there's a female character who meets a gentleman who's been attacked by a Titan like everyone else. And they go for some sort of romance i'm sure she mentions breastfeeding and then they have like a romantic bit in a in a house and at that moment i thought it was Mikasa, and i was like i don't like this oh my god i might be remembering it wrong or as as i think you've already learned about me i drink quite a lot so i might have been <laughs> drinking at the time and watched it and been like what's this this You're is weird. A porno. This is too weird for me. <laughs> and I got what well, I, I was watching porn. I had some wine and I got confused. There was a Titan. Well, I saw a naked guy. I thought he was a Titan. <laughs> <laughs> His skin was just so red and muscular. <laughs> oh my god! I need to say we need to stop so I can look up the Attack on Titan live action. Mm. I'm glad that's to... what you said. <laughs> I'm not gonna see it's Attack on Titan porn. <laughs> oh, it'll be out there, I'm sure. Oh, it's a niche for whatever your interests are. <laughs> he has to try to rescue a baby. She's re- oh, she's already killed. What? Yeah, I think they have this like this romance scene, and she like the one of them kind of force kisses the other one, and then she dies or something. What? Uh, do you know what? Thinking back, I think I did have some wine. <laughs> I tried to like skim read it. I don't think they die. I don't think Mikasa dies. Okay, whatever. I don't. This isn't important right now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like your imagined version of the movie better than the actual movie. That's what I've decided. I don't need to see it. Okay, and that's our new segment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the next segment. Thank you for bearing with us. <laughs> this is my hero academia. This is the manga review of My Hero Academia chapter two hundred and three. Flexible. Hmm. Oh, wait, I need to enlarge this. <laughs> flexible. It's just called Juzo. <laughs> Juzo. Mm. Hominuki. Juzo Hominuki. It's quite a nice name. Hominuki. Um, sorry. How much more have you had today? I'm Pardon? Nothing. nothing. <laughs> no, I haven't had any wine today, but I did have some Prosecco yesterday. Nice. So maybe the effect's still there. No, it's okay. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> this way we're all this week we're all the way back in pages 164 is where we start. I don't remember my hero academia being this far back before. I know I was clicking through trying to find it. I think it's because of wor- uh, world or no wait, what is the one that came out today? Yeah, world newest. trigger came world back. Trigger. Oh yes, blame them. Yeah. So we start off with a um with some beautiful skyscrapers and we're at the Endeavor Agency. And we can see him in a little huff with his phone, which and his beautiful, his beautiful scar on display, and his fire shoulders. <laughs> no fire beard, 
I guess yeah. maybe because of the the scar. We too much have the scar and the fire beard. So instead, he's got um, he's got fire shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and some of his sidekicks in the background saying, we've got loads of team up applications and interview requests coming in. Should we handle them the usual way? And Jeb just saying, yeah, just add the potential team ups to the list for now. And then he just hmm, puffs out having a little strop. He's looking out the window and he's also got fire calves. <laughs> he's, he's saying, with Fiyumi's help, I finally got Shoto's contact info. There's something I need to tell you. Just this once. Don't ignore me, Shoto. I know you've read the message. <laughs> and we can see the messages he sent them. And he sent him four. And they all say red. And the first one's just, Shoto, how are you? Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the last waiting for? But reply. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just staring at these red messages, just think, just huffing to himself. Uh, it's like the guys who message you on Twitter being like, hey, hey, oh. And it's just like, that's not a conversation. <laughs> no. Yeah, so um, he's saying this isn't like back then. I didn't consider your thoughts and feelings. And we're getting the flashback to when he so kindly punched Shoto as a small child. And he's shouting to, for him to get up and not be so damn soft. <sighs> but he continues in his mind where, you know, he thinks he's a changed man now. He's a completely different person in his mind. Mm. He's saying, but now that I'm start, I'm starting down a path towards the man I want to become. Let me teach you that technique as a real father would. But in this, he says in his mind, but out loud he says, come on, don't ignore me, Shoto. <laughs> his phone is so close to the, his face is so close to the screen as he's saying that. I know some like phones are waterproof. Is his phone fireproof? I don't know, but it's really bad for his eyes. <laughs> He's an old Your man eyes shouldn't now. be that close to the LED, the LED lights. <laughs> he's lucky to still have his eye, so I don't, I think you don't think he's worried about it. Oh, that's a real plot device. That eye would be long gone. Yeah. But he's having his strop, and then his strop, strop just gets kicked up a notch, and he just folds his back, going, Shoto! <laughs> okay, I have to ask, what does strop mean? A strop is like, you know when you're in a half, when you're in a mood? Okay. I said when you're in a huff, and then I thought maybe huff doesn't translate either. It's when you're in a mood. <laughs> we don't have strop. We have huff. Oh, okay. But strop, I was like, is that short for something? <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. So he's he's in a huff. Yes. And then we see the um the psychic's saying, uh, isn't he in class? And then we go, the boss's Shoto-itis is getting worse by the day. <laughs> Oh, so imagine what he'll be if he gets ignored for a week, if he's already just shouting to the ceiling as he bursts into yet more flames. He's going to really damage the carpet. Yeah, he's just like very entitled. Just He didn't consider your thoughts and feelings before, but like now that you want to be a hero, it is okay. And it's like, I'm pretty sure he can figure out getting really hot. It's not super hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Sorry, okay, maybe I'd be a little too early for the Endeavor stuff. We should save it to the end. But I'm just mad because it's like, no, you're not allowed to teach him shit. You missed your chance. <laughs> and then on the next page, um, Todoroki is sneezing. Very cute. He, he covers his mouth quite late, though. It's a sudden sneeze. <laughs> um, and he's running along with Ida and Shoji in the back. And Ida's saying, are you sick? I didn't realize you could catch colds. <laughs> How did you not know you could? 
how did you know you couldn't catch a cold? <laughs> Ida, you're the robot, not Todoroki. <laughs> you're the one who can't catch a cold, Ida. <laughs> I mean, like, you even have though, my like, immune system. <laughs> we've already seen that, like, he could be affected by the cold during the tournament arc, I think, is when it was brought up, that he needs the heat to, like, so he doesn't freeze himself, basically, to keep his body temperature level. Do you know what? I am an idiot. I didn't even realize it was because he has the ice. I thought Ida was just that stupid that he didn't know that colds were contagious. <laughs> uh, or it's like, or I think he's an idiot. Remember how in One Piece the idiots don't never have never been sick? Yeah. And Todoroki just says, "I'm fine. I think." <laughs> Ojira up in front, turning around, saying, "Almost there. Let's spread out, just like we planned." We go. Then we go back to Team One B. Tetsu Tetsu is com. He's, oh, sorry, Tetsu, 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 Tetsu is continuing his rampage. And we can see that he has destroyed two pillars. I hope that when he's doing this rampage, he's at least checking that these pillars aren't needed for, like, structural structural <laughs> safety. Well, he's, like, knocking down so it looks like it's, like, above. The, oh, no, I thought his connected to the walkway above him, but it just seems to be a random pillar. Yeah. But, I don't know. Help and safety aren't dirty words, people. <laughs> Wear your hard hats. <laughs> Um, but Pony shouting at him, Tetsu, Tetsu, they'd have to be idiots to come charging at us and they might set traps. Then we have Josie saying, maybe not. I'd come charging in if I were them. Their strongest strategy is to have Shoji assess the situation with Todoroki as the main actor, uh, attacker. If we stay grouped up in this wide open space. Oh, I love this helmet a lot. And then... They get interrupted by this blast of ice and we get a very cool shot of Todoroki. And like the ice seems to be coming from his hair or maybe that's an icy breeze. It just looks kind of funny. And Minato yells out, that big blast is as strong as ever. No fair. And Ochika points out, well, you could tell he's improved because the pile of ice isn't blocking his view, which is true. Because before it was like just kind of everywhere. Now it seems more targeted. And we can also see uh, Pony Girl. Pony, her name's literally Pony, getting frozen. And we get uh, what... Uh, I almost said, what's his face? Tetsu, 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 going, so Todoroki's on the other side of the ice, huh? Where's everybody else? And we get like, crick, crick, crick. And Ida, speak of someone else, is hiding in a corner going... Honeku can soften the ground all he likes. It won't matter when there's a layer of ice on top. He says, I'll wipe them out now while they're slowed. That sounds ominous. I think that's Ojiro thinking that. Yeah, it looks like Ojiro. He looks, it's just like, he looks so cute. He's like so tiny and cute. I'm oh, sorry. And then we get Reciprocal Burst. And Tetsu, 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 going, just try us! And they're all lump jumping to attack, and we get a gloop, gloop. That ice blast is nothing, and he's turned it to slime. If you'd come at us all hell-bent with your fire, I couldn't have fought back. And we're reminded, oh, there's little jiggles in the background. Josu <laughs> Honiku, Honenuki. 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 Okay, that's how I remember, Honenuki, how I remember it. His quirk <laughs> is softening, and any non-living thing he touches turns soft. And a second touch cancels the effect. That is, it's like, very cool. Oh, his nickname is Mud Man. That's cute. He's like the Sandman, but mud. Uh, 
And Gyrate Boy says, Thanks, Jozu. That that's one soft and flexible counterattack. And he's like, incidentally, he got into class B on special recommendation, which we knew from the Todoroki uh Inisa flashback. But yeah. it's cool to reaffirm it. And we don't know who the other one is, I don't think. There's another one. I really like his thumbs up. <laughs> Very cute. Alright, so Ojiro is going, he must have used his power before the ice could stop him in his tracks. That took great reflexes. Better retreat for... And he goes, whoa! And he falls into a gloop, and it looks like one of the pipes below has been softened up nicely. And Joseph's just like, found one. It's like, I took the opportunity to soften the surrounding area. Be careful with your footing, okay? And then he's just like, he improvised that? Or is Honanuki that good at predicting? They don't call him flexible for nothing. <laughs> I like how everyone's making flexible jokes with his powers here. You should be flexy, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Ojiro's All Mine. And then you have Senkaibira, Quirk Gyrate. He can spin any part of his body like a drill. Even so his he's... hips. His hips don't <laughs> lie. I made that joke before on Twitter and now I have to do it on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, so his arms are just, like, spinning full tilt. And honestly, like, this reminds me of a combination of, like, uh, Mr. One and Buffalo from One Piece. Like, one had the mm. spinning powers and, like, the other used, like, the saw blade attack. Ooh. But he goes straight in for it. No, Jiro blocks with his tail and he goes, Youch! Can't block this. Mm. And then he does go on all slow. He's like, oh, Jiro. <laughs> He's like, your feet are only as fast as the ground is solid. And he's doing, Ida's doing his best Baywatch running impression. <laughs> he's like, did you notice that I've softened the ground beneath the ice too? You could potentially be a pain later on. So I'd better sink you down now and keep you trapped. <laughs> and he's like, are you attempting to put an end to our teamwork? You villains are the embodiment of cunning. <laughs> <laughs> I love this return to overdramatic Ida. <laughs> yes. And then I love the little gloop sound effect as he's sinking. Mm-hmm. And then Shinzo's like, huh, he's really getting into that role play, huh? Isn't this the second time that Ida's got stuck in the ground? He got stuck in the ground with the fight with um, when he was with Ojiro against, uh, when they were against Power Loader. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the second time he's been trapped by the ground. That is a complex. Edith's foe is insane. It's the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next page, we have Whip Whip, and we see a bunch of horns just flying around like boomerangs. <laughs> and then you hear Shoji, thuck, thuck. And it's like Pony what? Sunatori. <laughs> it sounded, that did not sound like. It sounded like there's an F in there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> thunk, thunk. Let me clarify that. Thunk, thunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Nothing sorry. else going on there. <laughs> We have Pony Sunatori Quirk Horn Cannon. <laughs> we were sure that your scout showed you would hang back in safety, like say right behind Todoroki, and she can shoot her horns and control up to four of them at a time. Better not skimp on horn care. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to point out one thing. Uh, Caleb, the translator, pointed out that she has stirrups on her shoes. I think. Oh yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah. Oh, and you can follow Caleb on Twitter at CD Cubed. Just so make sure we get that out. But I think I think it's a really I love I like her costume. It's growing on me. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's right. And then so Jiro's um, no Shoji gets uh, captured by two of her horns, and they just start pulling him back. And he's like, she's much stronger than expected. Mm-hmm. 
and Todoroki can't believe what he's seeing, and then he takes that dance <laughs> and Tetsu Tetsu, Tetsu 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 <laughs> crashes through the ice and goes horn dash hammer. And it looks like he's also being propelled forward by two of her horns full speed. Ooh. He goes, you and your stupid ice, always so freaking cold. You're freezing my steel butt off, Todoroki. So mm. I'm coming at you barehanded, okay? You think you can take me on, tough guy? Her horn control is really impressive because I know she said she can only control um she can control four of them at a time. So we can see there that she one, two, three, four, five. She set off, so she must have set off six because I yeah. doubt she'd just send off a, yeah. an odd number. So she sent off six, but the t- the four that she can control, two of them, she's not put them through Shoji's sh- shoulders. She's using the bend in them to pin him back, which mm-hmm. is really good aim, especially considering how many limbs he's got. It makes it even more tricky. And then with her control to get it under, I guess it's less of a, a worry with Tetsu Tetsu because mm-hmm. I doubt her horns could pierce his steel. But I'm really impressed at her control. It's yeah. really good. And also, I love that he calls it a horn dash is because the horn's pushing him. I thought he was calling his hair horns because he could hardly hit. <laughs> but no, it's his, it's her horns. And I just, I love someone taking Todoroki on head on in like close combat because Todoroki has never really had to do that. He always like blasts people from afar. Or I guess the stain fight, he kind of had to do that maybe. Uh, stain fight, thinking the sports festival against Midoriya, that's also one of his weak points, if I remember correctly, it was like Midoriya got up up close, and he wasn't able to combat as effectively. Mm-hmm. So he needs to step up his game. Other than Endeavor, have we, did Midoriya, did he punch Shoto at all? Oh. Or did 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 um did Shoto manage to evade the close combat quite well? Yeah, I don't think he hit him. I think he just, like, he... He, like, flicked to stop the ice, and then he, like, yeah, I don't think he actually got a punch in. So you just got that really cool, like, final blast thing. Yeah. But you just made me so sad. You're like, besides Endeavor, has anyone punched Shoto? (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry I activated the feels. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I'm trying to think if this, how, like, the stain fight got cut. Or, sorry, I'm trying to, I need to rewatch the stain fight. But, yeah, he did step up his fighting. But, like, it's also kind of funny is that is steel the one where if, like, you touch it when your skin's really cold or if you touch ice when it's really cold, you stick to it? Just, like, does that make sense? Um, I don't know. Like, little kids, they would lick metal poles and their tongues would get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking, is it the same for him when he's frozen from ice? <laughs> I need to know uh... the science. <laughs> But also, could it be like your bare hands? So maybe, maybe someone will, maybe he'll get really cold, and then someone will lick him, and we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet in at us if you're fancy. But on to the last two pages. <laughs> so we see um, Kirishima and um, Kaminari looking up in shock. Kirishima saying, "That Tetsu Tetsu, he learned from my mistakes." But Kaminari's like, "Nah." I doubt he was thinking that hard. Honinuki's really running the show. <laughs> um, but we go back to Gyrate, who is punch rotating at Ojiro. They're having their <laughs> combat moment, but he's he's avoiding it pretty well. Like you don't want to get hit by that. Um, Kirishima has he's knocked Shoto down, and not just down, but down and into a pole. Um, and Ida is in the ground. You see his head just sticking up, saying, "You jerk." <laughs> um, but 
<laughs> it's a really funny picture. But Joe Hananuki is just bending down saying, sorry, Recipro's on a timer, right? Maybe you shouldn't have used it at the start. Anyway, I'd better go back up Tetsu Tetsu. And as he's off to go, we see a black stranger saying, a timer? Who told you that? And they're just, Ingenium is always ready to run wherever, whenever these legs get the job done. And I've been at full throttle this whole time. New style, Recipro Turbo. And we see Eda's torso just coming out of the ground with determined looking eyes. <laughs> you can't see his legs, so he's just an angry torso. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was afraid for I throws effort. I was afraid for a second that Hananuki. Whatever. How do you say his name? Hananuki. Hananuki. He was. I thought he was gonna kill Ida. I was like, is it? I, thought, I, I was like, I was just really glad that his head was above ground. Cause like, I'm just like, what? It seems like Class B is really good at using their quirks like almost deadly. Cause we have like Mushroom Girl almost killed Tokoyami, and now Gloop Man <laughs> almost <laughs> took out Ida. But he's like, okay, your head can stick out. Yeah. What did everyone? I have one thing to mention about mm -hmm. this group from 1B. Is it just me or is this a very sexualized group? Because you've got Gyrate who can make any part of his body rotate and spin. <laughs> then you've got the one who can make anything soft. <laughs> then, you've got po then you've got Pony who's wearing a harness. That's, I mean, I don't need to point out that, that how bondage that is. And yeah. then you've got um, Tetsu Tetsu who just goes who has like the hardening ability uh, no just me you're right i just wish you as, were as, as the podcast uh, resident pervert i just wanted to point that out okay i wonder if tetsu tetsu turns hard goes steel if that's not a living thing is it still classified as a living thing could he soften his steel uh, no, he's, still, he's still alive though isn't he but is it yeah, that, like, still, but is he it that, is like, a living thing. He's just a, a hard living thing. <laughs> but isn't that like the hard steel's over top of his skin, or is his skin steel? I think his skin becomes steel because his um his steel ability depends on how much iron he's eaten, doesn't it? Uh, true. I don't know. <laughs> I like it's always cool to be like, oh, but it won't work on human like live stuff. Is it because they haven't tested it, or is it because they actually can't? Is it because of more like? I don't know. Um, what do, other than my my pervert comment? I'm sorry. What did everyone think of the chapter? Um, we could have done without the endeavor bit at the beginning completely. To be honest, I don't know why we had it at all. It's not necessary. And um, I guess the one thing is that like Todoroki really like I like that he still isn't like prominently using his fire side because it is still something he's struggling with. But I think it's that also his fire side kills people. You can't, yeah. like, nicely burn someone. <laughs> you can cut off exits with it, I guess. But it's... Or I guess you could do, like, a fire ring around them. But, and, like, Tetsu Tetsu, I wonder if you could melt him with fire? Because... Wait, what? Uh, you can melt anyone with fire, can <laughs> No, but, like, steel! <laughs> what temperature does steel melt at? <laughs> I mean, I guess he needs to practice more with his ice anyway, because even if he was fighting villains, you can't just go up and set them all on fire. Like, that's not... Yeah. Well, that's not legal. Steel melts at 
510 degrees Celsius. So I don't even know if he can get that hot. Because I think that would probably be like blue flame level. Yeah. Maybe Dabby could. Yeah. So, eh. But like, I guess it just makes me think of uh, Avatar with like the firebenders, how they like couldn't really hit people that much. <laughs> like kids show and people did get burned sometimes. It would be like very dramatic, but it's also like fire. Ooh, I wonder if Todoroki will ever be able to do lightning or something, even though that's Kaminari's thing. It'd be cool if like that was everyone's thinking like, oh, it's going to be blue flame or like prominence burn. But instead it's like lightning or something. That could be cool. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and I really like Class B. They actually do seem really interesting. I really love Softening Man. I'm gonna call. I'm, I, refu- I should just call him Mud Man, but no, I'm gonna call the different nickname every time. Like he seems cool. I love Tetsu, 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 Tetsu. Pony Girl. I just want to see her do more. Basically, like she seems smart. Like it's cool. She's actually like she's not just being an idiot. She's like working with the team. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it overall. Cash. Yeah, so I'll just uh, preface this quickly. Like uh, CDQ, uh, Caleb, the translator for the series, uh, CDQ'd on Twitter. I'm actually glad he pointed this out earlier, but uh, the whole bit with Fuyumi giving Shoto's contact info to Endeavor, like he put out a quick PSA saying, you know, don't actually ever do that in real life. Like, that's a terrible example to follow. Don't ever give out contact information for someone's abuser to some, like, contact information to an abuser for someone they're abusing because yeah. you know it leads to like a lot of dangerous situations so like that's when i first saw it at the beginning of the chapter i'm just like uh, i'm not gonna be happy with how this is playing out but uh, as long as we get that out there i agree mm-hmm. with kendra like uh, the endeavor stuff like didn't add anything i don't know why it was necessary to put it in in this chapter so like apart from that I really, really enjoyed, like, this part of the tournament. All the other fights have been kind of, like, a little bit mixed on how it played out and developed. But this one's, like, dynamic right from the get-go. Like, everything's just constantly moving and evolving. But it feels... It doesn't feel too cluttered as it's going on. Like, it feels very natural the way he's laid it out. So it's definitely been my favorite kind of... uh, throwdown so far and i'm looking forward to where else this is going from here mm-hmm. okay like my, i think my favorite fight is still the first one just because they like actually really were messing with their teamwork well this one is like oh are you trying to mess with our teamwork but at that point they really <laughs> weren't they were just like counteracting everything and like planning ahead and doing like smart stuff that would yeah. work it wasn't just like they were just like isolating Ida not like it wasn't like I don't think they're really messing with their teamwork at all they were taking advantage of their teamwork maybe that they were like he they could figure out where they were based on what would be smart to do mm. I really liked seeing all of the 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 1b team all of their quirks in this mm. one chapter I thought they all we, we all got we got to see how all of their quirks worked and a good understanding in a very short amount of time mm. and they used them effectively so I'm waiting for next week from what we've seen is we get a chapter where the fight looks like they're going to win and then it gets turned around and it's the other team. Mm-hmm. So I hope that it gets it gets shifted up. And I also, oh, Todoroki is so strong. I do kind of want to see him get defeated because he, like, he hasn't really had a, a proper 
lost like he lost to Bakugo but that's because he like he was having his mental turmoil and then in the um the not the sports in the in the internship no sorry the um licensing it's mm-hmm. not like he lost do you know what I mean he was just being a bit of a a bit of a silly a city man mm-hmm. but he's so strong I'd like to see someone how they would combat him especially Tetsu Tetsu because him, him and Kirishima need more wins. Yes. So it's like, I do, yeah, I kind of hope that Todoroki loses and then, like, he kind of has to decide, how do I get stronger from here? But I hope it's not, oh, I'm going to go talk to my dad. I hope it's, like, maybe he'll have a conversation with Dabby and he'll look a bit closer and be like, hmm, why does he have blue flames? That's interesting. <laughs> and, like, learn from that or just have, like, some of his classmates like do something and then he'll be like, or talk to Bakugo. Bakugo has explosions too. Like he can like figure out, I, I want him to evolve, but like, I don't want him to, I don't want to be, I, I don't want it to be because of Endeavor. I want it to be. So I feel like maybe the Endeavor stuff was there because it's hinting that uh, Todoroki's going to have a realization during the match that something's going to, like a switch is going to flip or something. But fire kills people. So what can he do? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, Or maybe he'll do the really cool move and still lose. Do blue flame or something. Be like, oh my god. And then, like, Tetsu Tetsu just punches him in the head. He, he's not learned that move, though, has he? So he, I don't no. think he, like, his dad wanted to teach him it, but he hasn't learned it yet to use it. Yeah. But, like, maybe he'll, like, something will click for him and he'll start to use it. Or yeah, something. But we don't, we don't even... We don't even know what the move was. We don't even know if it is Blue Flame. Yeah. It, it could be Prominence Burn, which is just getting very hot. It's not complicated. Or it could be something like Fire Ninjutsu. Yeah. <laughs> Grow wings and fly. For some reason, I didn't use that <laughs> in the Hawks battle. <laughs> Gyrate's quirk is really dangerous. I don't know how he's going to fight Ojiro and not really injure him. It's not injure someone, wouldn't it? Unless you, you go for the... Like, if I were him, I think I would go for the surroundings and take someone down that way rather than go head on and and accidentally take off an arm. Like, if you if you attacked like one of the pillars or something and the pillar came down on them. I guess he just has to knock somebody out really cuz he just has to like capture them. So if he like disables one of his limbs. And also like Ojiro should have armor on his tail. I don't know why he doesn't. Because he can't block with it, remember? So that, like, during this episode, this chapter, he's like, oh, I can't block. He's like, put armor on it. (gasps) He'd be like an armadillo with an (laughs) armor tail. Or a dinosaur. (laughs) Please give me dinosaur armadillo Ojiro. Because right now he's just a fighty man with a tail. Oh, Oh, I really want him to have an armored tail. (laughs) (laughs) Or just give him a gun with his tail. (laughs) I don't know if either of you are Pokemon fans, but I just imagined uh, Ojiro doing like a Dawn fan thing and just like curling into a ball and just spinning, like wearing armor all over himself and just using that as a weapon. Is that sim- that Pokemon similar to Sandro? It's close, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of that. It's like, overall, I think we could agree, like, it was a good chapter. Oh, I have one joke I forgot. The Dura at the end. It's like, oh, Dura Dura. <laughs> There's a guest star <laughs> from Dura Dura. And now for the theory segment. This is my hero so we were emailed a um, theory by Luke Hollywood. Thank you for sending it in. So it says, this email contains manga spoilers. So uh, 
if you are not a manga listener, well, you, you probably haven't been listening at all. Spoilers, <laughs> <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. He says, what's up, Sophie Kendra Nash? I've got less of a theory and more of a neat concept. Me and my buddy Batman Beyond Mark discussed. He said it was more 80% of uh, Batman Beyond Mark and 20% of him. So he mm. deserves a shout out. What a good friend. Mm. He said, basically, we discussed the potential end game for My Hero Academia and the crossover potential that might ha- that might happen. Whether it be a League of Villains orchestrated mass breakout of Tartarus that puts the likes of All for One and Stain back on the playing field, or maybe even Destro and his quirk Liberation Army returning. Eventually, a major battle will have to take place between the villains and the heroes, both pros and students. Of course, the stakes will be high, even higher than there were during the hideout raid at Camino Ward. So logically, the heroes will need all hands on deck to get the upper hand in the battle. This is where the crossover aspect comes in. Say the villains are causing major collateral damage and the heroes are having trouble keeping villains out of harm's way while keeping up the fight. Enter Koichi and the gang from Vigilantes. Crawler, Popstep and Knuckle Duster could arrive on the scene to lend a helping hand. Though some of the heroes would have reservations against illegal quirk use from the vigilantes, the dire nature of the situation would take precedence and the vigilantes could get the villains out safely. We could even have a nice interaction between Izuku and Kenochi. Kyochi, one all might fan to another. Basically, this is just an excuse to get the vigilantes cast interacting with the My Hero Academia cast. Considering we get so many cameos from characters in the main Vigilante series, I think it'd be nice if we got to see the Vigilantes crew pop up in the main series before it reached its conclusion. I know you guys aren't currently up to date with Vigilantes, but I don't think Koichi and the gang presently would be ready to stand toe-to-toe with the pros. But could, but when you consider Vigilantes is set five years in the past, and a lot can happen in five years, anything's possible, right? P.S. Regarding a team name for the students when you discussed in last week's episode, how about the symbols of peace? Since so many of the 1A kids have been influenced or inspired by All Might, I think they're the ones who have the potential and are worthy of carrying his mantle forward for the future generations to come. P.P.S. You guys should keep up with your 30-day challenge picks. Great choices so far. And congratulations on having Caleb take part. Um, Cheers. Luke, mm-hmm. cheers yeah. to you too. Yay! Uh, I I think I only have like two days left to do still. I just like I don't know. I just need to do it. I'm just lazy. <laughs> oh the third. Oh I have been terrible with the first day <laughs> challenge. <laughs> I need to do my one today. Did oh, you finish yeah. Ash? <laughs> I did. I finished. I think sometime. I think mid last week. I finished mine off. Nice. Well done. Uh, what do you think about his suggestion? I mean, I've always been on board with the idea that eventually they're going to break out of Tartarus, mostly because, you know, I just want to, I'm a huge Stain fanboy, and I just can't wait to see him back in the story again. I don't really know about, like, the Vigilantes crossover and how that would really kind of factor in, apart from, like, maybe a cameo. I don't see it actually, like, playing a big part in the kind of main story. But I, I definitely... Don't see- Sorry. sorry. I was just going to say, like, I definitely agree with the idea that, you know, uh, Endgame, rather than seeing, like, one hero taking over for All Might, it's going to be kind of like a combination of all the students, like, working together. So, some good ideas in there. 
I, I don't see the vigilantes thing happening just because Horikoshi worked so hard and is still working so hard. And after having his two or was it three failed manga in Shonen Jump, I don't see him sharing with another hmm. author such a big fight. Oh, Do you mean that, that would be I think he'd enjoy that so much. I don't see him sharing it with another author to bring the vigilantes cast in. Well, um, comic books are huge on crossovers, though. Like they often will have like random characters fight like DC and Marvel have like crossed over a few times, I think. So I think it would be a very like comic book thing to do. But eh, I don't like the vigilante cast that much. And so I don't really see I think it'd be cool, but I'm also just like, eh, I'd it'd be cool if Knuckle Duster showed up. I'll give you that. He's the one I like. Cameo with them in the background trying to like help the citizens and get um like civilians to safety would be good. Like if you if you can see like the main cast fighting doing their bits and then in the background you see the vigilantes just trying to like herd people to safety. Mm-hmm. But any any more than like a, a brief cameo, I, I don't think I would I either see happening or would maybe like to see happening. It's because I like the main cast so much and I'm sure the characters that will come I will also adore. Yeah, and I like I like the idea of a breakout of Tartarus, but the one thing is that like Stain, I'm sorry, Ash, like he's cool, but I don't see how he would fit into the story now. So I just kind of like I would like the idea of maybe like everyone else is escaping and Stain refuses to leave because All Might's finished. So like he All Might was the hero that Stain admired the most. Yeah, yeah, and I was gonna say like the only way I could kind of see it is if he wants to get revenge for all might like if someone took him out like if uh shigaraki took out all might i could see stain going after and be like you know how dare you take out like the symbol of peace like the greatest hero to have existed like look at what you've done to society so it'd have to be like have to kind of explore stain's past a little bit more to see what would motivate him to get out but definitely interesting to see i forgot ash have you read have you read vigilantes ash I read a little bit. I know we got. I know there was a stain was introduced in like in his background. Yes, that's how I, I saw that one chapter, and I'm just like, all right, all right. But I never kept up with vigilantes after that. Yeah, because I was thinking like it showed a bit of the backstory. Yeah. Uh, I guess it'd be kind of funny if Stain took the "you're next" as meaning him. <laughs> so if he thought it's my time to shine, All Might was talking to me, or like I feel like he would attack one for all. Because one for Stain, all, the one who got rid of All Might. Stain's a big fan. He's a he supports Izuku, doesn't he? So imagine if he went, there was something dire happened, and he teamed up with Izuku, and then it was the turmoil created, especially for Ida, mm-hmm. with Stain then helping oh, them. Yeah. That would be, yeah. be interesting. That would like, be really cool. It's just that like we already know the secret of Stain's power, and they kind of figured him out. Yeah. So it's like. What else can he do? Or maybe he'll evolve his power further or something. But, like, I, I don't know. I like Stain, but he, like, I feel like his arc was so good and it was just so much, like, intensity that, like, I don't know how it fits outside of that. But no, I think it's definitely interesting for him to come back. But I don't know. Uh, do we have any more thoughts on that? Um, I think it's cool overall. I definitely think it'll be a breakout. And Vigilante's could be cool there i like i just i love the idea of comic book crossovers so i could almost see it happening or like i think horikoshi should find a way to like i know in assassination classroom i think they had the haikyuu cast or something come and eat some food there one time 
or they had like some like <laughs> cross. No, I'm no, sorry. It was it was Kuroko no Basket that crossed over with it. So I would like it if he does like little like random crossovers at some point, just because it's very comic booky. But I don't know if it'll be Vigilantes. But that's yeah, what I so. really want. Cool. Um, so I th- we're going to do another. We're going to do a anime recap of episode six, but that will be in a separate episode. So if we round out now, so thank you for listening to the My Hero Academia podcast episode twenty. Um, I'm Sophie. You can find me on Twitter at Chopper's Antlers. Kendra, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart. And I'm Ash, and you can follow me on Twitter at King Cocoa Butter. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at MHA Pod. You can email us. Our email is myheropod at gmail.com. We also have a website, www.mhapod.com. We're on Reddit and Tumblr. Woo! And don't <laughs> forget to get your daily dose of Go Beyond! Plus, Plus Ultra! Ultra. Plus Ultra. He's had 20th episode. It's so happy.